0: Pikachu got you be, we got you a a got be, be. got a to be, got you be, got you to be, got you be. got be, got you, be, be, be to be, be. everybody, welcome out to Peacappy Podcast. We are still on our catching up binge podcasting evening. Um, And I can tell you already, today's episode is going to be kind of on the shorter side. Because despite it being an episode where there's a Pokemon capture, not a lot actually happened. And I, I couldn't find that I had a lot, like, to say about it. It just... Because, you know, sometimes the episodes where nothing happens are sometimes the ones that, like, inspire weird tangents. This one didn't seem to lend itself to that. And we'll see. Like, often things hit me while I'm recording and then we just go off-road, but... I don't know. This could be a very short episode. Which is fine. That happens. But if you find yourself craving the sound of my voice, uh, I do have that Patreon page and an episode about Pokemon adventures and a discussion with Steven from PokePress about uh, the English and Japanese ending themes in the Magirna movie, so you could check that out. There's also a delightful conversation where I just praise the three girls of Perfume and try to relate their songs to Pokemon. Um... That whole episode is on my Patreon, but you can definitely check out parts of it on YouTube at PokePress. PokePress, sponsor of this show and diehard fan of In Excess. Both Steven and I talk about our, our favorite groups and why they should have done a Pokemon song and which songs they have done that could have fit right in with any of the other Pokemon soundtracks. So you can find that on YouTube at PokePress. And yeah, short intro today as well. This is what happens when you podcast back to back. So let's just jump right into it. We are on uh, Advanced Generation Episode 8, A Tale with a Twist. And what we do on this show is we run through the plot of every single episode um, in the anime as well as uh, the Pokemon Chronicles episodes and the movies and just try to cover all of the, the fictional narrative of this Pokemon world. The fictional world of the anime that all our favorite characters inhabit and discuss their character development. And speaking of those characters, um, Ash has a new one in his party. He caught a Trico recently, um, and he's having some trouble getting that Trico to fit in with the group. The new guy, you know, he's trying to introduce it to his Taylo and Pikachu, trying to get it to fit in with Brock and May and Max, but it's, it's just not working. Trico isn't good with crowds. It's kind of a loner, and it doesn't want to lose its cool by being too enthusiastic about things. Doesn't like people staring at it. Like it's just—it's not that Trico doesn't want to hang out with everybody because it's not like it's an unkind person, and it's all—but it's also not like it's shy and secretly wishes everyone would reach out, at least not consciously, so it's kind of a strange situation. And and Ash is struggling to get it to connect with the rest of its team and make sure it eats more than a diet of twigs, because Trico would rather sit in a tree than eat lunch with the crew, even if Brock is, you know, making his amazing stew. It's the complete opposite from Mace Torchic, who is like its trainer being all food, 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 And I'm sure Ash is just like, why can't I have that one? I understand that impulse. (laughs) But it is interesting to see Ash in this situation and how he reacts to it. Like, it's... Trico's a personality type that's a little bit unusual compared to some of Ash's past team. And it's pulling out some really nice things from him. And I kind of joke, like, Hoenn is where Ash got all of his parental skills. Because I'm definitely getting a vibe of, like, Ash and Pikachu as, like, mommy and daddy. And trying to make sure all the kids get along and everybody eats their vegetables and all that sort of thing. But Ash is pretty cute here, trying to deal with Trico and make sure that it gets everything it needs. It's a side of Ash that we haven't really seen until Hoenn started. And and we've talked about a lot of the ways in which Ash kind of got a crash course in in... And I've talked a lot about, like, the ways Ash was able to break out of his old patterns of behaviors and kind of start his new life in Hoenn um, over the those, those transition episodes. But it, it just never ceases to amaze me, like, Misty not being here and everything, like, Misty was used to doing when she was with Ash and everything, you know, Brock was used to doing when he was in, with Ash. And, like, now Misty's not here um, to interfere or or to offer advice or whatever and brock is just kind of hanging back and let ash letting ash deal with things in his own way we are seeing a different side of ash come to the surface and different instincts at play and it's just really sweet like ash is so fun when he's spazzy and all over the place but it, it's this side of ash that makes me kind of fall in love with him and like i would love to have this kid as my friend i I would love to be this kid. If I could be as thoughtful and considerate and, like, have my stuff together as Ash does in this episode, like, that would be a good life goal. But anyway, back to Trico. Um, It's antisocial behavior doesn't mean that Trico doesn't care. Like I said, it's, it's not that it Secretly hates everybody. It's, it's still keeping an eye on things. And when a local Sviper shows up to make trouble for Maze Torchic, Trico jumps down to protect it without a second thought. And good thing it did, because Sviper has a haze attack that immobilizes Ash and Taylo and Brock and Fortress, like, they can't see anything. So it's really lucky that Trico can, you know, be on deck and climb to the top of a tree and see above the smog, and it rescues poor Torchic that way. Trico's able to drive off the very aggressive Pokemon, but it's hurt in the process, and despite trying to act tough, can't hide that from its trainer. So the crew is heading off to the Pokemon Center. And Trico looks really upset with itself about that, but, you know, what are you gonna do? But while they do that, Team Rocket is plotting how to recruit Saviper. I mean, it did pretty well against the Twerps. Like, they had all their Pokemon out. And it still managed to hurt Trico and pulled off a wheezing level smokescreen. And it terrorizes local Pokemon in order to get free food. Like, this Pokemon was born to be a member of Team Rocket. So full of sass. Um, but unfortunately... Or fortunately, Saviper is too crafty to fall for Team Rocket's hole traps, so they're going to have to bring their A-game if they want to catch this thing. They try, they try so hard, but Saviper also breaks out of their net traps. Uh, But Team Rocket does not give up, even when they should. Jessie is determined to catch this snake, more so when Sviper does one better and actually starts stealing her own food. I love her calling it an overgrown Weedle. Like, that just tickles me. Anyway, Jessie uh, sends out Wobbuffet for a Pokemon battle to catch Saviper. But you know, Wobbuffet really only knows defensive moves like Counter and Mirror Coat. So that battle goes nowhere. One of these days, Team Rocket needs to get their hands on a TM. Uh, but she recalls Wobbuffet and sends Meowth into battle against his will. Very much against his will. <laughs> And Saviper whacks me out the back like a baseball. If Team Rocket's day wasn't going bad enough, their last rice ball rolls away, right to Saviper. And in the process of saving it, Jessie gets too close, and Saviper chomps off her hair. And Jessie evolves into a Super Pokémon with megaton kicks and rage. She goes on a rampage and battles Saviper herself. <laughs> Human versus Pokémon. I sometimes love those battles. Uh, In this case, it's actually kind of effective, and she reduces Sviper to spiral fainted eyes. It's kind of astonishing, but really, it never had a chance. (laughs) Um, Luckily, Meowth and James remind her that she needs to throw a Pokeball in the midst of all this throwing down. So, Jessie does, and she catches Sviper. One of the rare times that a human versus Pokemon battle actually results in a legit capture i i think bulbapedia said there's only one other time that that's been done Um, meanwhile the torps are discovering that trico has uh, shed its bandages and fled the hospital and where it went or why nobody knows Ash is used to Pokemon who are impulsive and disobedient and otherwise get into danger, but when he sees his half-recovered Trico diving off a waterfall in order to try and tail whip a rock uh, as part of some crazed special training, I gotta think he's on the verge of a little heart attack. Like, Ash has seen a lot of things in his training of Pokemon between like Pikachu and Charizard and Payleaf, but Trico is in a class of its own. But they find out that's the story. Uh, Trico hates losing, and so went to work out. But you know, it could've asked. I mean, this is exactly why you have a trainer for moments like these, when you feel you need to get stronger. But in the process, Trico learns that it can triple its speed by spinning as it falls, and so breaks a rock with tail whip. Which is impressive. And just in the nick of time, because Team Rocket is on the scene with their new Saviper and a grabby robot hand to steal Pikachu. They trap Pikachu in in an electric-proof capsule, and so it's time for a Pokemon battle. Ash sends out Talo first, because, I mean, (laughs) Trico learned something new today, but it still kinda needs a hospital. So Talo fights Cacnea, um, and that's nothing... Impressive to talk about, but the twerps are pretty surprised about Saviper. Like, Team Rocket caught a Pokemon, that Pokemon, like, legit, like, kind of throws them all for a loop. Uh, but against Saviper, Trico wants to battle, like, revenge issues, and Ash doesn't stop it. But he does give a little lecture, like, before you do this, you're not alone. You have friends to help you. A, a trainer whose entire job is to support you and help you be your best, so don't run into things yourself. <laughs> um, but that makes Trico happy to hear. Um, so Ash and Trico, they battle together, and they do much better against Seviper, uh than Trico did earlier in the episode on its own. They avoid Poison Tail, and they show off the move Trico worked so hard on. Trico beats the Viper with Tail Whip, Ash and Pikachu are reunited, and then Trico can pick up its twig like my work here is done. And says that now that it's got its revenge, Pikachu, you can take care of the rest. Which Pikachu is only too happy to do. And Ash, for that matter. He seems to be a bit snarky today in blasting them off. Uh, But when he talks to Trico, he's all thanks and compliments. Um, and in response, Trico faces away from him. It won't look at him. But behind its back, it extends its tail for Ash and Pikachu to shake. Uh, An offer of friendship from a a dude that's too cool for this. (laughs) As long as they don't make too big a deal and tell anybody about these emotions, like, they can be friends. (laughs) Trico's such a moody teenager, I love it. But yeah, that's the episode. There's there's not much to it. Team Rocket catches a Pokémon that is, personality-wise, going to fit in with them great, um, and Trico continues to be Trico. <laughs> like, it's not like I dislike this episode or think it was pointless, because it wasn't. Like, I get it. We captured a Pokémon. We got to see a lot of great stuff out of Ash and, and, and Trico and their characters and how they learn, but I find I don't have much to say about that, that... I haven't said a million times already and won't continue to say in like the next ten or twelve episodes involving Ash and Trico, so as an episode to watch, this episode is quite cute and like Savipers hilarious, I love it. If anybody had to fill our box shoes, this this is it. But as for podcasting, for some reason this episode doesn't have much in it that lends itself to the types of things that make me really excited to record and get to go on long tangents and like be talking about one thing and then be inspired about something else at the same time like I don't know it's still a good episode and I recommend it like I say if you if Trico is your favorite character like this is kind of one of its character building episodes and we will see much more from Trico in the future Uh, but I'm gonna end it there uh I will be coming back at you very soon with another episode to kind of catch up on all the weeks that I just let life go by. So if you'd like to comment on this episode, uh, please do by visiting Podcast at blogspot.com. Our email is pkappypodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. It's Mother's Day. Tell us who your favorite Pokemon mom is. If your favorite is Delia, tell us about your two favorite moms because she is kind of the obvious choice. Delia's great. Most of all, thank you for listening. I'll talk to you all very, very soon. This has been Peekappy Podcast. Gotta catch them all.